this right here for the fashion killers. All model women and all the bill tippers. All the go getters. All the big spenders. All the go getters. What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In Studio, man. We got a special guest in the building. All the way from the boot. You dig? L.A. Earhart. Why? What's happening, man? Ah, man, I'm cooling. Thank That's you for having me, brother. For sure, man. Yeah. For sure, man. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, I see you bring you brought somebody with you, man. Yes. Introduce who who is this and who is he to you, man? Man, this is my homie. This is my brother. This is my cool right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's an incredible creative, like all the way around. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Chef J. Alexander. Okay, what's up, Chef? What's going on? How y'all doing? How y'all doing, man? I'm good today. How y'all feeling? We chilling, yeah. man. We chilling. Y'all so motherfucking cool. Y'all, <laughs> y'all niggas are so goddamn cool. <laughs> man. What's the word? Man, I want to get into your story, man, because I've seen you online, and I, I really can't get, like, a good feel. Like, because you do, I see you doing a lot of, like, philanthropy stuff and, like, yeah. giving back, and then I also know you're an artist. Yeah. So... Let's start. Let's let's go from the beginning, man. Like, where you from? I could tell you from New Orleans. Already, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I could tell from the, just the accent. But um, what what part of New Orleans are you from? Uptown Calio Projects. Oh, you were born in the projects. In the projects. Really, really. Okay. That's the same project Master P come up from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The famous project. You did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what was it like back then, growing up in the projects, man? Well, like, how were you as a kid, man? Growing up in a project, it was a great experience, honestly, because it shaped and molded me to the person I am today. It's like, you know, on the outside looking in, it might be the, the, the negative stigma of, man, it's just chaotic back there. But it was really loving. It was embraced, you know what I'm saying? I learned so much, especially in my section. Like, it was a lot of wisdom, you feel me? Mm. Like, you know, people made their choices to do what they wanted to do. But at the same time, it's like, it was a real village. I think after they knocked the projects down in New Orleans, it was no longer a village of people like looking out for each other. Cause now you just living amongst whoever and wherever. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the missing thing about living in the projects when you're so close to people. Yes. That you become like really like family, family. even with the neighbors. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. And then my my, my great grandma, she uh. She moved from St. Francisville, Louisiana, which is r- the neighboring city to Angola, right? So Angola Penitentiary, State Penitentiary. Mm. So my grandmother, she was, like, picking cotton and stuff, like, as a teenager. You feel really? me? Yeah, 100%. So, like, she moved from that, and she was one of the first people to move into the Calio Projects as they were developing it, you know? Wow. So, yeah, that's how we ended up being in New Orleans from my mama's side. Mm, okay. You got any siblings? I do. Um, I have a total of five siblings. Um, I have a, a baby brother that passed away a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? He Sorry was, about that, man. Yeah, he was killed. Thank you. But he was killed by his cousin from a gunshot to the head. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm really passionate about, you know, the youth and making sure that we lead them in a, in, a, in a way to where they're not impressionable with these false identities out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Can you can you speak on what happened? How is uh, how you, his cousin or is your cousin it's too? It's his cousin. Oh, okay. So, like... My baby brother's name is Amaya Brown, right? So him and I had the same dad, different moms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So his cousin on his mom's side, you know, they was pretty much young boys that was playing with a gun, right? But, you know, unfortunately, his cousin shot him and then ran away actually to L.A. 
You know what I'm saying? But he was just captured recently, and now, you know, they're going through the proceedings. But Really? Yeah, man. I remember yeah. when I got that call, I was like, I thought they was playing when they said it, you feel me? Because yeah. him and I had just started getting back on speaking terms, mm-hmm. you feel me? And, um, yeah, it's just something that I live with every day now. I just, like, want to make sure I'm living in my purpose and helping that next young brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you said you have five uh, brothers and sisters? Yeah, so I'm the oldest out of six. Okay. My pops had six. Um, yeah, my my younger brother, Jermaine, uh Alan. I got Amani. That her birthday was just yesterday. I call her Penny because she one okay. one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, Amai, and then the baby sister Amari. You know what I mean? So that's all of us. Okay. And you know, y'all all grew up together, like in well, in not in the same household, but my dad definitely made sure that we all kept that bond. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We always okay. spent time, but. Me and my, my, my younger sister, whose birthday was yesterday, Penny, like, we live in the same house because we got the same mom and dad, you dig? So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Man, the Calio Projects. So, because I know when I hear projects, I just hear a lot of negative stigmas. What is it? What's the word? Stigmas. Stigmas yeah. on um, just fighting, um, shooting, right. drug dealing. Was it any of that? Was there any temptation for you to get into? Of course. Okay. You know what I'm <laughs> so I go like make it seem like it was all peaches and creams, but it also wasn't all bad. You dig? It was like what I respected back then was the older cats. They made sure that they excluded us from seeing certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? As much as they could. So even if it was about to go down, they'll let everybody know like y'all go inside. You feel mm. me? And like you know. Just it wasn't disrespect. I remember my grandma. She used to be telling some of the you know drug dealers or whatnot, put your pants up. All right, Miss Sylvia, I got you know what I'm saying. So it's like it was still respect. It was respectable, mm-hmm. and I was one that was always uh, asked to man come in the air like you know come hop in the car with us, whatever the case may be. But they just seen I guess the the maturity that I had at a young age. So I had the choice to do whatever, whatever. Plus, my uncle, he was a real, like, big dog at that time during his era. Mm. So it was like, is he going to be next up in line? You feel me? Yeah. But I just took a different path. Yeah. Dang. And when did y'all, when did you finally move out of the projects? Or when did the family kind of get out of the so Are the, still the family really still there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it was one of them things where when Katrina happened, you know, we moved all over the place, you know? So, but the ties are still in the project. Like, I was still back there. Damn that every day Going after school You know what I'm saying Every weekend Like I'm just in a project That's my family Up until a certain point But we'll get into that Yeah okay Man I want you to talk about Katrina man Cause Here's the thing Back then When Katrina was happening right mm-hmm. Even within Six months to a year later right mm-hmm. New Orleans folks was dispersed Everywhere and New Orleans folks was having raining havoc on all these different cities in America. That's a fact. I remember when they when Ti was talking about how they came to, to Atlanta mm-hmm. and was robbing motherfuckers. I remember um, Houston. I, Houston. I I had just moved from Houston mm. around that like I, I want to say like six months before Katrina. I moved back to LA mm. and I was living in Houston. And I remember my homeboys calling back and my homeboys. It was like. These niggas is out here terrorizing Houston. I don't know if they, I, I never really heard anything about Dallas, but I know a lot of people from uh, New Orleans moved to Dallas too. I want to hear from your side, man. What was that like 
being uprooted from what you knew call home. You know I, what I'm saying? I want to show you that picture real quick before we get into it. And maybe we could show the camera as well if it's a little I'll, I'll put it on there. Okay. What is this? So that's a photo of my pops and I for Hurricane Katrina. Right? That's your dad and you? Yeah. Straight up? Straight up. So, like, that was... Katrina was on my birthday, August 29th, 2005, right? Uh-huh. So I was turning nine at that time. That was my ninth birthday. So, mind you, like, every year before that, I never really had a birthday party because it used to always rain. I guess... Because of the region that we in is mm. New Orleans is always You know it's the tropical You know what I mean So Yeah This was the year Ironically I was really looking forward To like Having a grand birthday You dig Like mm. Man I'm about to get me A LeBron James jersey I'm about to get a You dig Like a basketball cake All type of stuff I was just you know Wishing and hoping for um, I just recall Us being In the environment Where it was love Again To mm. what now is what are we gonna do, right? So we had went to the Superdome. That's where that picture was, you know, taken from or whatnot. And I, I actually was dehydrated in that photo because I didn't eat or drink in a few days, right? Mm. So they were trying to get all of the people in one line or one or two lines, like separate the men from the women and children, in order for us to get on the bus to evacuate. But you know, people weren't going for that. Like even my pops, like. That's when I really seen what manhood was, right? When my pops stood up and like, man, y'all got us fucked up. I'm not leaving my children, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, whatever. So um, by me passing out, like, they was pushing me over the crowd to get to the front. Like, passing me along, like, on top of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's how we was, like, the first people to get on the bus because it was like, all right, we going to let them get on type thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um we left Where was y'all going on the so bus? So we didn't even know. They were just like, y'all get on the bus. A lot of people, that's how it happened. So many people got displaced and separated from their families because they didn't know where they was going. You feel me? Yeah. So, but we ended up uh, arriving at the Astrodome in Houston. So we was there like a half a day. Let's say we got there in the evening time. By the next morning, we was gone, right? Mm. We had um, got some money, gathered some money to get a flight, and we was going to go to Atlanta. So as we on the flight to head to Atlanta, we get a layover in Dallas, right? So that was my first time in Dallas. Mm. Now, I don't know what happened to where we didn't have enough money to get to whatever else place we were trying to go, but there was a lady by the name of Miss April. I don't know her last name, but I'm always remember her, her first name. Mm-hmm. She was gracious enough to, you know, give us the money, you know what I'm saying? Because she was working at the airline. I got to confirm my mom. It was either Southwest or American, but I feel like it was Southwest. Uh, and that was my first time getting like the little wings that the flight attendants and all that are give to people or the mm-hmm. pilot. Yeah, that was my first time I lost that shit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, man. So that's why Dallas really have a special place in my heart because that was the first time I seen somebody like give back. You feel me? In the time of need. Like we really didn't have nothing. Yeah. And for her to do that, that was like, man. So, it, you know, they really got loving people in this world. You dig? Yeah. So, you know, from there. We got to uh, Atlanta, the hotel we were living in. That's what Tyler Perry, like, he was paying for our hotel. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't know if you know, but uh, Tyler Perry from New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I got the utmost respect for him as well, because when he had the resources, uh, when he seen his people in need, he was willing to share his resources. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So it was a lot, man. Um, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, you have. You had, you you actually give gave more than what I asked, but I I love that because 
a lot of I know back then it was like damn these New Orleans people is ready to havoc but when you don't know where the fuck you gonna eat at where you gonna sleep at right. it's like self what is it self preservation yeah right. you it, know it was what I'm saying a scarcity mindset too you know what I'm saying yeah. like we, we coming from a place where you know it's not abundance so once we get to the Atlantas and the Houstons like damn they doing it big out here compared to where we come from so mm. it's like I already don't know what I'm about to eat tomorrow or how because FEMA playing games, you know what I'm saying, all type of stuff. Like, I remember hearing these conversations from the older people that I was around, like being on the buses, being in the Astro Dunny, like, man, I'm just trying to eat. You feel me? So that's really where that mindset come from. Damn, man. Did you, did it, moving or going to Atlanta, did you, did you really, at nine years old, did you really get to see, like, damn, we are living in like literally like poverty in, in living in New Orleans. Hell yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like although I was nine, I was always fortunate enough to be around older people who set me down and like challenged my mind, you dig? Because mm-hmm. I grew up with my grandma, like I said, and just being raised by the community. So I was observing and understanding of what was going on. Even though I might not understand every single component, yeah. but a good bit of it, it was like, damn, this shit is it's crazy. Once you, I guess, once they started to try to rebuild New Orleans, did you want to go back at that point? Uh, I think we all did, in a sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, it was different, I ain't gonna lie, because like Atlanta was the first time I went to a concert, mm. right? Because they had a benefits concert. I'll never forget this. It was like Usher, T.I. T.I. was one of my favorite rappers at one time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got the same last name. So I used to be like, man, that's my big cousin. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Uh, that was like one of Chris Brown's like early, early performances. You dig? So it was just being exposed to a different scenery. And I'm like, Atlanta is where, the, where it happens at. You feel me? So I liked and loved Atlanta, but, you know, there's no place like home. So we was ready to come back. We yeah. was back by my next birthday. Really? Yeah, within a year. We probably lived like eight different cities within that year. Damn. Yeah. What all, what all cities did you go to? Man, we was, all right, so Houston, right? We lived in Houston. We lived in Atlanta. We lived in Austin, Texas, right? We lived in St. Francisville. Uh, where else we went at? BR for a minute. What's BR? Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, where else we was at? I guess you can consider this Houston in a sense, but Katy, because it was like two different places we lived within yeah. that time period. But I guess they consider that as a different. How long section. was you at um, each place? Was it like months that you? Yeah, it was like it was months. But Atlanta was the longest though. Atlanta and Austin, I feel, were like the longest uh, durations. Yeah, but like I said, it was crazy because now that I was calculating all that stuff, I'm like, we moved all these places and was back by August 29th of 2006. You see what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah, and damn. I got a chance to see the whole landscape change from pre-Katrina to post-Katrina. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Golly, and was it was there a specific reason? I don't even know if you may even know. Was there a specific reason why you guys had to move from different cities, or was it just the government moving you guys until they could get you guys back to New Orleans? Well. From my understanding, because I asked these questions to my moms as well, it was more so, you know, needing the resources, and we were f- uh, finding some of our family members. So when we was in Atlanta, we didn't really have that m- much family there, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But once we started, you know, getting in touch with people, we found out some people in San Francisville, some people over here in Houston, some people over, you know what I mean? So we just started going where our family was at. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. Did you eventually find everybody? You guys all? Yeah, we all good. Okay. Everybody good. You know what I'm saying? Fortunately, I can't say that I, I lost anybody in the storm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, I remember that. I remember that, that, that time, and it was crazy. To the, the, just the whole... Just, just imagine... I don't even know, like, Katrina was a, a big thing, right? And I'm just trying to go back to back, back to that time and just think, like, damn, all them people from New Orleans are now in fucking Utah, in right. Seattle, in fucking Maine. They just sending them different places. And just, I can, can't even imagine now I'm... One day I'm living with my mom, I'm, I'm a sister over here, dad over there, and then next thing you know, where the fuck, it, where are they? You know what I'm saying? Where in America are they? Where they been shipped to? Yeah, they, that was a that was a crazy that was a crazy time, man. Let me correct myself, matter of fact, because I had to think about it. Um, my great grandmother that I was talking telling you about mm-hmm. that was picking cotton. Her name is Jessie Jackson, right? Jessie Mae Jackson. Mm-hmm. So she's actually a person that I did lose during the storm. Yeah, mm. I, I lost my grandmother during that time period. Uh, but, you know, another thing that stood out to me was when they was calling us refugees. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I didn't really understand what that term meant at the time. But it's like, now that I'm older, I felt like that was, you know, like real intentional and mm. uh, caused a lot of division. So that's why New Orleans had this mentality versus like it's New Orleans versus the world type thing you dig like some people may be like well why y'all don't accept Baton Rouge it's only about an hour away y'all act like y'all not a part of Louisiana cause you'll hear a lot of people from New Orleans say we from New Orleans we not from Louisiana mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I okay. think that mindset comes from you know of course there were people that I've seen that was helping during that time period but when you get called a refugee it's like damn y'all acting like we not even from well, America. America you yeah. know what I'm saying so <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, that stood out to me as a kid. Man. So when okay, let's fast forward, man. So when did you get into music? At what point? At what age? <laughs> yeah. When did you when did you get <laughs> start tapping into that side? Man, it's like I always been interested in music, you know? My uh I have an AT by the name of Miss T, right? Mm-hmm. So she was the first lady that, that signed to Cash Money Records back then. You know mm. what I'm saying? And she had a lot of success in that region, you know? Um, so I just was always around. Like I said, again, Master P, being from the Calio, it's like I used to go outside, hear the music, go in the store, see the chips, because Rap Snacks been a thing. You did? Has it? Yeah, it been a thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, then shit. I'd okay. go inside and watch Lil Romeo on TV. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just was always influenced in that sense. And, you know, as a kid, my reason for wanting to rap, though, I ain't gonna lie, my first girlfriend, like, she was in love with Lil Bow Wow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, man, <laughs> out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna show this nigga here, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was my original reason. Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. But yeah, so, like, that was the, you know, the immature reason why, but I just always loved it. You know, they used to have me outside rapping. Like, people used to come to my grandma do, you know what I'm saying? Tell her, L, come rap right quick. Like, that was mm. real-life stuff that happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of why I'm doing it now, a big reason, my dad played a part in it, as well as I have a cousin by the name of Sadiq Navarro, right? So Sadiq, um, 
he was killed on Earhart Boulevard, which is a street that runs basically the whole uptown. But it starts by the Cali, right? Mm-hmm. And um, ironically enough, he was killed by like one of our childhood friends. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to pay homage to him in a sense, you know what I mean? So that's why I added that Earhart on the end of it because he was one of the people when I first started that believed in me. You know what I mean? Like, just period. Yeah. He just believed in me. It ain't even had to be music. Like, I just know you're going to be great. You feel me? Um, my dad, though, you know, he was a real, like, father figure, but also highly respected in the streets, right? So I used to look up to him wanting to do everything he wanted, everything he was doing. You feel me? So mm-hmm. when he was selling drugs, like, I really had in my mind one day, I'm going to be like him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because he was young when he had me. He was like 15. So he had to grow up as well. I used to be on the block with him on St. Philip, on St. Philip Street in the Sixth World, like seeing him make transactions and all this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once he got to a certain point um, of maturity, you know, he started, like, basically putting down a certain game on me. You know what I mean? Like, he don't want me to go this path. And he bought me a, a, um, a audio box, Focusrite. That was the first piece of equipment I ever had, mm. right? And I didn't really understand the the importance of that at the time. You dig? He used to be like, man, I don't want you going in the project. But in my mind, it just, I'm around my cousins. I'm around my friends. I'm just having fun. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I, I came to see that, you know, just being in that environment 24-7 can lead to you repeating the cycle. So once my cousin got killed, that was the whole reason. I was like, man, I need to express myself, you feel me? Mm. Like, tell these stories that I've been, you know, holding in for so long and just everything that I was feeling at that time. It was a real pivotal point. Um, So, yeah, man, that's how I really got into music. I didn't really want to be a star or none of that. It was more so I wanted to express my feelings, you dig? And hopefully help somebody else, you know, so that's how it came about. And now we here. Okay. How did you meet uh, Chef? Man, you can tell that story. Um... Pull that mic to you a little bit. Well, I met a lady through two mutual friends. Uh, his business partner. Uh, Shout Ron out Ron Davalos. Yeah, Ron Davalos, co-founder Vaku, um, and my girlfriend uh, Tia Williams. We were at a uh, Vaku event, and I was like, "Man, that's that's a lady." She was like, "Yeah, you should go speak to him because she she knows everything about me." So uh, she's like. Go running with him. So, Ryan made the connection. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. Uh, and funny thing is, I had sent him some beats before, but like before we had actually met face to face. And he was like, oh yeah, man, it's a nice little R&B vibe. And I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> 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 so, I was like, I wasn't hesitant of it, but I was just like, you know what? Um, and then I had uh, worked with him prior, uh, prior on just graphic design, so he hadn't even known that I was even, you know, as passionate as I am about music. Mm. So um, we sat down and he heard something. We were uh, this was Friendsgiving, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Friendsgiving, uh, uh, event that we do because we all out here in Dallas, you know, for all our people from New Orleans, we have a friend, uh, Thanksgiving event. And um, I came through my. Uh, my equipment and I was like, "Look, you gonna listen?" Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, he made me listen. Because I'll try to. He man, was trying. He, he was trying to. He, was, right he was actually had a project he was trying to release, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, listen to this." And I was like, "All right, you gonna listen to this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how I have it. Right? Okay, okay. Uh-huh. That's what's up, man. And y'all been. What, what year was that when y'all met? 
Yeah, like two years ago, huh? Two years ago. Yeah, because yeah. oh, okay. he, his his girl Tia, shout out to Tia. Um, she's a real music fanatic. Like she loves music. You know what I'm saying? She's so like encyclopedia. Real talk. Really? Real talk. Okay. So like I used to be hitting the open mic scenes in New Orleans, just doing whatever I could to get my name out there. And uh, my name started buzzing. And then one day I performed at this uh, at this festival they had on a prominent street in New Orleans called Aretha Castle Haley, right? And um, Tia had sent me a video of me performing and basically just like, hey, I finally got a chance to you know catch a live performance or whatnot. You did great, X, Y, and Z. So I thought that was cool because that was the first time somebody ever did that. I was mm. like, I ain't never know nobody wanted to see me perform, you dig? Yeah. So it just so happened when I started coming back and forth to Dallas, like she was out here. And she was always telling me about Jordan as well. But again, like he said, I didn't know he was into the music because we just met on some mutual, you know what I mean? Just like, all right, for sure. But man, yeah, we just been locked in ever since. We've been mm. tapped in ever yeah. since. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Man, okay. So you was you in uh, New Orleans at the time when um, Katrina and all that happened, or you had moved? Unfortunately, uh, my family, uh, my dad, I have a sister that's not with my uh, that's not with my mom. Mm-hmm. So uh, she stays in Baton Rouge. So probably I want to say maybe seven or six hours before the storm touched down. My dad like, all right, look, we about to roll out. I'm like, what? <laughs> we ain't never left for no other storm before. I'm like, what's got you spooked like this? He was like, might as well go. We're gonna go out there by your uh by your sister. Uh, so I was actually staying by my mom at the time. Uh, my parents had separated, and he mm. came and picked me and my sister up, uh, Jaden, and we went to Shoney's. I never forget it. And like he was like, y'all have y'all a good breakfast, and he dropped her back off, and we mashed out and. We took we didn't take I ten. We took like every country road and it was like mm-hmm. it was like a three four hour drive to Baton Rouge, which mm-hmm. is normally yeah, it's normally never that right four and <laughs> a, it was like forty five minutes an hour at most. Mm-hmm. So um, we on the back roads finally make it out there. I go clean to sleep soon as I hit Baton Rouge and like wake up the next morning. Everybody just standing up looking at the TV with their <laughs> hands on their hips. I'm like, what's going on? Right. They like, whoo, it's rough down there. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So my whole family was actually in Bad Rouge watching the watching the everything play out. Damn. So we were fortunate enough to not have to experience all the hardships that yeah. Alvin went through. But yeah. you know, being displaced, um, you like. They, so rather we looking at the city, my pops like, yeah. So what you gonna do about school? I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like you know, this what you here for? So that's just. Yeah. Kicking into that mode That's what happened for us For that Yeah When did you get into music? Like when did you start Or even the The graphic design side? Um I wanna say music It's funny I, When I was thinking about it When you asked Elvin that question My dad had an MPC 2000 In our mm-hmm. house From the time I can remember Like he always was a great MPC 2000 uh, A piece You know Drum mm-hmm. machine And we had it in our uh, our game room because we had a pool table in there but my dad was a dj when he was younger uh <laughs> it's funny he dj'd the world's fair when he came to new orleans oh like mm. 94 huh Nine no two. no I, I think it was uh in the 80s probably so i think 84 85 yeah, i probably got it mixed up yeah because that's, that's when they the, built fulton street what is the festival what is it's it? the world's fair like they used to have all over america to debut like new technology and all the stuff like that he DJed it. Like I said, he was like 15 mm. years old, and he DJed a party on Fulton Street when they had first created the street. Mm. So um, 
he had, he always had records all over the house and like I said I always remember that drum machine and when I went out to uh, Baton Rouge for the storm the elementary school that he enrolled me into was uh, a magnet school so like you had to have an elective mm. and the elective that I, that I took was band and I, had, I was playing the violin at the time so um, boys on the strings. <laughs> I was on that clarinet. I, was, hey. I thought I was Kenny G back in this day. <laughs> hey, if you, if you were stuck with it, you would have been a bad man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was on the, I was on the violin uh, for about a year and a half. Uh, we stayed out there and then came back to New Orleans. And my dad put me in. Uh, there was this woman. Uh, never forget her name, Helen McCafferty. She was on uh, Ursuline Street, right? That's Mid City. That's uh, well, I know it has been in the sixth world, right? That's what I'm about to say, yeah. kind of. So, um, that's right in the sixth world where he from. So, mm. I was on Ursuline with a, <laughs> a old white lady, she had a bed and breakfast. Um, and my dad, I don't know how he it's funny, I have no idea how he <laughs> found this woman, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's who I'd had piano lessons with, and uh, I did that from the time I was, I believe, nine or ten until I was 14, until I was mm. in high school, mm, yeah. okay. Damn, I wish I you wish. Like, I, I, I ain't think that you know. Rather, looking back, my father's playing them seeds on me. And I, he he always laugh at me now when I don't send him music. He was like, "No, you got that from." Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he wanted he wanted his credit, man. Yeah, he he, know, want, he, he wanted his credit. That's what's up, man. Man, so what are y'all what are y'all what are y'all plans, man, going forward? Like what are y'all plan on doing? Is this gonna be like the new Neptunes kind of shit or <laughs> what are, what are we doing, man? What's the plan? Man, we just working at this moment, allowing God to, you know, like lead the way. Cause all this stuff been divine so far. You know, like I said, him and I meeting and just creating the sounds, like we just pushing boundaries right now. You know what I'm saying? Like challenging ourselves to create new sounds but still preserving you know what it is that came before us mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah i know we had uh we went to snoop concert when they came down here snoop cube you know what i mean like those are people that i study right mm-hmm. snoop is a person who like outside of music his brand is just powerful so he's someone that i really look up to in terms of like branding wise that's why i want to take it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. at the end of the day is a. Uh, being able to use your talents in other areas, you know, but music is the foundation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, and what is this? Um, I've seen you you giving away, like, food and, and stuff yeah. on your IG, yeah. man. What is that? What, 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 what is that an organization? Or is that just something that you just did on your own? or? Well, I'll put it like this. What you've seen recently on IG, that's a collaboration with Four Down Park. So that's a skate park here in Dallas, uh, in the Cedars area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is they rescue waste food, like, you know, food that restaurants and uh, chain stores, stores are going to throw away. Mm. And instead of, and it's fresh, right? So instead of throwing it away, you know, we repackage it up and uh, send it out to the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I've been doing work like that, though, since high school. You know, uh, underneath the collective Vaku. You might have heard that a few times. That's mm-hmm. the shirt I'm rocking right now, B-U-B Vaku. So the term means indescribable happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole basis of it was to share that message through art and charity, right? So, you know, like I said, since 15, 16, I was going downtown New Orleans, uptown New Orleans, like just getting people of my age range and my generation to come on man let's do this together everybody putting on their shirts and we going to feed the community or 
doing touring book drive school giveaway drive like as teenagers you know what i'm saying mm. so when i came to dallas you know i wanted to stay connected with that same thing that i was doing and just so happened we found some you know some people that's like-minded yeah and actually doing? we met them at the same event where we met you you know mm. what i'm saying so that's how all that played it played it you know okay all right is, is that something they do every week or is yeah, it a yeah. every sunday okay. sunday service that's what we call it sunday service Okay. Yeah. And we developing an entertainment show over there now, you know, where Vaku is going to be, you know, the, the event coordinators. You know mm, what I'm saying? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Man, I recently seen that you um you was performing at the Essence Fest, man. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? How did you even get on that, man? Ah, oh, man. Uh, consistency. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's been years, as we already discussed. I've been had this dream of being... You know, an artist, a performing artist, things of that nature. But uh, I try to keep the story as short as possible. You don't got to, man. It's a podcast. <laughs> For you sure. Make it as long as you want, man. <laughs> so, you know, that was a time period where I wasn't really putting myself out there as mm -hmm. an artist. Because, again, I just wanted to have the music speak for itself until I started learning from the business aspect. Like, you're going to have to show your face one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the things I decided to do was to put together this series called Air Heart Express, right? So that was a weekly thing where I just get some classic beats and pay homage to those that came before me, or even some of the current day joints, you know what I'm saying? And just go off, right? Mm -hmm. So that started to build up some momentum where people were like putting a face to the name, you know what I'm saying, and the music, and it just started being shared. Certain celebrities was just like, you know, Missy Elliott, you know what I mean, Currency, the hospital mm. shout out to Kanye. He was one of the first people that really like shouted me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But there's a plethora of people like of that magnitude who was just hitting me out, hitting me up, and shout me out, and just like, "Yo, I see what you're doing." So one day I was actually going to meet my great grandfather for the first time. Um, he's 92, mm. right? And he lives in uh, Centerville, Mississippi. Mm. Now apparently he played with Fats Domino's, right? In a band with Fats Domino. That's a historical. New Orleans musician, right? Okay. But he decided to, you know, take care of his family instead of hitting the road, right? And I learned all this when we was up there, you know, well, when I was up there, I took the ride, the ride or whatever. He teaching me guitar shit, whatever. So I'm leaving, and as I'm leaving Mississippi, the police was following me the whole time. It's like a dark road, you feel me? Like, as soon as I'm about to cross the state lines, I get a phone call. It's like a random phone call. And the person addressed themselves, his name is Dorian Francis, right? Mm -hmm. He like, I know you don't know me, but I've been monitoring you for some time now, and I see you've been being consistent, you know? I had just released the Chopper Style cover that I did for the El Hot Express. He was like, when I heard you say certain bars on that, I was like, no, I got to call you today, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when he called me, you know, he was just basically letting me know if there's any way he can aid me, whether it's advice, sharing resources, whatever, like, you know, tap in. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, from that point, I ain't gonna lie. Like when he said it, like I felt the genuineness in it, but I was just a little like, all right, I hear this all the time. You feel me? But he told me, man, send me some of your material. You know, um, I didn't know for what, but I just followed up. Mm -hmm. A few days later, I get a call from Essence. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we checked out your work. We want to have you a part of this year's Essence Fest. You know what I'm saying? And I was like. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> it, was, it was a bit surreal, man, because like this was the first year they had it since the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember the year before 
uh, the pandemic kicked off or whatnot, I had a friend that I met through the open mic scene. Her name is Saint Mercedes. She's an incredible, excuse me, uh, singer, right? And she's on there just like performing at the Essence Fest, but she asked me for a ride that year, right? So I just did it out of love, like off the strength. Mm -hmm. I bought it. I remember going backstage, dropping off, and I'm like, man, I want to be on the stage one year. You dig? And then even before that, I was working right across the street from the convention center where they host a lot of the Essence Fest fest festivities or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working at New Balance inside of the Riverwalk, right? And people used to be coming up and they're stealing shoes and all type of stuff, you know what I'm saying, just to go to Essence. And I used to be like, man, this is out of the chain. I really got to be, you know what I'm saying? So to be on that stage was like, you know, a a full circle moment, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's how it came about. Yeah, how how was the the crowd's reaction to you perform, man? Did you get a lot of love from it? I got or? I got a lot of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did. But it was more so just like I was just more proud and happy that my people, like my family, had a chance to celebrate that moment with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like seeing my moms and my grandma getting carted backstage. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the the real highlight for me more than anything. Yeah. It was just another day at the office for me mm. but you know to see them experience that moment was everything yeah that's dope man that's dope that's you that that's really why you do this man for your people can experience like all the the glitz and glamour and yeah. being you know what I mean chauffeured and just being pampered you know what I mean right. that's really why you do it cause I know as creatives you just like I'm just trying to do something you know i just want to be creative and get this shit out but it really feels good when you get to when people acknowledge your work one and then your family get to benefit from you doing something that you just right would do anyway you know what i'm saying exactly. that's dope man exactly. that's freaking dope dang <laughs> and hopefully they'll start bringing you back you know what i'm saying because i i always, i never been to essence festival uh, festival at all, period. Mm-hmm. But, you but gotta I, go. I, I know everybody I tell me, man. You ever been to New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to New Orleans a bunch of times, sure. especially living in Houston all those years. So I've been to New Orleans, but I've never been to Essence Festival. Um, so I heard they had like one, like I guess it's a small stage, and then they got one big, huge stage. Is that? Yeah. So you have the you have the Superdome, right? That's where all of the, uh, you know the. Headline is at, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this year it was Nicki Minaj and Janet Jackson and Isley Brothers, so they all at the Superdome. Mm. And then you have the convention center. That's where a lot of people just come, period, just to enjoy the festivities. Right. That's like the bulk of the festivities right, right. at the convention center. So they have different stages that's uh, ran by certain companies or sponsored by certain companies. Like I was on a Coca-Cola stage, but mm. then you had a Disney stage. Then you might have a McDonald's stage, you know what I mean? Uh, but that's okay. where most of the people at for the festivities. You just okay. go to the Superdome for like the Actual big concert. Yeah, the concert. Okay. Yeah. So the convention center, probably a lot of vendors in there. Yeah. Uh, different stages, like y'all said. Exactly. Okay, so people just walking around shopping. Yeah. Listening to music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, man, I gotta go, man. You got to. I gotta go. I heard it was. I heard that's. Um, Auntie Central. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Teeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we call them, Teeters. Teeters. Yeah, yeah. Teeters, yeah. Get you a nice old school woman yeah. over at the Essence Festival. And I love Cougars. I'm just like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That is freaking dope, What's man. The, uh, shout out all the Cougars and Mills, right? Yeah, you know, every Monday I got it. It's, it's Milf Monday on my end, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, Holla at your boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, y'all don't want to mess with the milfs, man. No, I'm messing with them. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No, I ain't going to lie. They the best thing and the worst thing. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. They the best thing because they're going to teach you a whole bunch, but they're going to try to suck the youth out of you. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> they try to take your youth from yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How you doing old shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. Where you wear a, a linen outfit with some <laughs> Jesus sandals, you know what I'm saying? To go to yeah, uh, the cookout. Yeah. Like, hey, I, lie, though, I had a couple of encounters, you know, with some with some cougars and some meals, and my grandma, like, she ain't like it. Yeah. She, that's what she said, though, you know, like, Nah, cause they just trying to take your youth from you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. I'm like, hey, I don't mind. She can take my youth. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> have it. Hey, I'm giving back to the community. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's up, man. I used to live. I used to live with an older woman, man. Yeah. She had like, she had two kids, and then she adopted um, her brothers and sisters. So it was me. Her, Hello, four <laughs> other, <laughs> yeah. So you was a young stepdad. Yes, yes. Not the age separation between you and the kids. So, talk to me. We used to make jokes about that too. I think I was twenty-seven. Her son was twenty. Yeah, eighteen to twenty somewhere in there. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was like we'd be at the same clubs. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> we used to be like, like nigga, I. Man, it was it was it yeah. was it was and crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was crazy, but she taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, cause I was I was still young. I was still chasing this um, entertainment dream. You know what I mean? And just she just taught me a lot about taking care of women, responsibilities, and she was a hustler. You know what I'm saying? She was like a real straight up hustler. So shout out to her, man. Shout, shout out, out to her. Shout man. out to whoever you are. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to say her name. No, 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 yeah. shout out, shout out. No incrimination, though. Yeah, man, I, I am like I am really like really feeling y'all whole vibe, man. I I know y'all gonna do fucking some great shit. You know what I'm saying? Great things coming, man. Anything you want to promote um, right now, or anything you got go- coming up that you want the people to be um, up on? Yeah, hundred percent. So off top, you know. We got the project coming, Great Habits, Great Heights. You know what I'm saying? That's a project we working on. We just locked in, created so many songs in a matter of a week. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. just still building. We're on the Machiavelli style. Too. Yeah, we just going there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pac, though. That's one of my favorite artists of all the time. Y- y'all record at, uh, at, at somebody's house, or y'all got a studio that y'all actually go so to? So the way I do it is like, I do it at the house, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when it's time to get it mixed and mastered, I ship it out or I go to the studio, you know what I mean, to get it. Yeah, but we be at the house with it, you know, got the setup and just, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I meant to say that too. Uh, you familiar with 1500 or nothing? Yep. Yeah, so I just got the full scholarship to attend. Word. You know, the 1500 Sound Academy. Oh, that's dope, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, man. that's So that's super something dope. that's coming up. Uh, my mom and I We founded a water company That I was inspired by Hurricane Katrina You know that picture I showed y'all you Y'all found it or y'all like funded? We, no found it Like we have our own water company now Really? Water. Yeah it's called E-List Water E-List Water mm, Okay yeah. So um, you know That'll be in the airport MSY airport this year In New Orleans You know what I'm saying So that's something to look forward to So if ever y'all flying to New Orleans You know what I'm saying Louis Armstrong Grab Make sure y'all look Yeah you dig that's so, um, you know, man, like I said, just keep working. I'm I'm working on getting into this acting space as well. You feel me? So 
doing auditions at the moment, you know, just working, man. But I do want to say shout out to John, 100. percent You know what I mean for, yeah. And also KG told me to let you know his hand with it. Oh, okay. Shout yeah. out to KG, man. Yeah, shout yeah. out to KG. That's what's up. What you got coming up? Um, right now, I'm really promoting. Uh, actually, I am a full chef. That's what I went to school for. So um, cooking and everything. Cooking and everything. He so. legit with it. Real legit. He legit. Uh, in the kitchen and in the studio. Yeah, I'm cooking up all the time. So, okay. Um, if it's not if it's not beats, I'm really in that kitchen. Uh, so I'm really pr- starting to promote my uh, pre- uh, private chef and meal prep and private dinner uh, services that I offer. Mm-hmm. So if you ever need anything like that, holla at me, Chef J Alexander. What's like your specialty, man? What where you like? People gotta have this. They gotta try mine. For me, I gotta have them crawfish egg rolls. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Off the chain. Really? Off the chain. Okay. Um. That actually, that recipe came out of the pandemic. Um, I was trying to do something quick for like a pop-up event, and I was like, I don't want to do wings. That's too simple. So I was like, crawfish, cool. Did a little egg roll, tried it out, and then I came out here for Friendsgiving. It popped up on him with him, and he was like, all right, look, how much you want for one? And I'm like, what you mean? (laughs) He was like, how much you selling them for? And I'm like. I ain't got no price on. He was like, "Well, look, here go three dollars. I'm gonna buy this one right here. Just name your price going forward." And I was yeah. like, "All right, I got a market for it." So this man really, you know, uh, with the gray half is gray heights. He really put a fire under me to, you know, get on the ball. What about what about my talents? So, God, man, y'all are like a dynamic duo, man. Y'all like a dynamic duo. I, I don't know if y'all sense it or y'all can see it, but like. Your talents and your talents, like, it's, it's fucking, it's amazing to see when two people like that could just, y'all had a good, y'all have good energy, y'all both talented in your own right, man, like, y'all stick together, you know 100%. what I'm saying, 100% stick together and, and make sure that y'all putting y'all efforts into something that y'all both, you know what I mean, y'all both can can leave to y'all kids whenever y'all don't got kids right now do y'all not yet not yeah yet. i so, definitely want something though, but go ahead yeah <laughs> yeah man i i'm just feeling like both of y'all because when y'all talking y'all seem so laid back and chill but i can tell like y'all are super talented you know what i mean and i don't know if y'all sometimes i, I know sometimes that y'all get so i call it like the jay-z effect right Jay-Z was so good at rapping in the beginning that he didn't really take care of his talent. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, I got to make this money. And and this is me just studying Jay-Z because he's one of my favorite rappers. That in the beginning, he was just like, I know I could do it, so I, I'll, I'll go back to that. You know what I'm saying? But right now, I'm in these streets and I'm hustling and making this money. But it's like, nigga, your talent is what's going to get you out of here. And once he realized that, like that's when he put all the other shit behind him, you know what I mean? That's but right. and I thought sometimes as creative you could kind of get like, ah, I can I can always do that, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I am so talented. But it's like nah, if you focus on this certain thing, y'all y'all will be out of here. Y'all will be able to live the life that you want to live. Kind of like when you were saying how your grandfather, where he decided to stay home and take care of the family yeah. you know what I mean instead of going on the road you don't know where that would have led yeah 100%. and you're so right too as far as Jigga cause that's one of the first artists like hip hop artists that I was introduced to you mm. feel me and it's like 
I see a lot of parallels in a sense because right now with the Great Habits, Great Heights project, that's a whole mindset shift for us. That's what it's symbolic of. Like once you change your habits and your mindset, you could ascend to greater heights, right? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was doing a lot of them things, you know what I mean, to survive, mm-hmm. right? But then it came to a point where I noticed, nah, this is what's actually going to help me get to my next point. So since I've been here in Dallas, living here in Dallas, it's been just extreme concentrated focus. And all of this stuff has been coming since I've been actually focusing on music and not being distracted with all the others. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Yo, shout out to Jigga. That's my uh, birthday twin, December fourth. So, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, just to uh, piggyback off of that, um, I've always looked at myself because my pops put Jay Z in my ear uh, early, Pac, Big, all right. of them. And once I figured out we had the same birthday, I was like, I, I it was kind of <laughs> like a plan I had set out. I was like. I'm going to go about it the reasonable doubt way. Mm. It's like, and it's funny now I'm coming up on 27. I'm 25 right now, so mm. I already know. It ain't it ain't, it ain't. ain't a matter of if it's just when. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but look, since he, since he uh, shout out his birthday twin, I got to shout my birthday twin. Like, <laughs> wow, shout shit. out to the king of pop. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson. Okay. Hey, real talk, though, I had a dream, man. Michael Jackson came to me in a dream as a kid and as a, you know, adult. Right, mm-hmm. um, and he always just came like spoke to me about my time coming. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because it was like the same dream, but from multiple angles. Like I remember one time I'm on the stage performing. It's a large crowd, right? But I can't necessarily understand what they're saying, but I know they're singing my song back to me. So that's mm-hmm. one dream. It felt so real, right? Mm-hmm. Another dream, I'm sitting like in a nosebleed section, right? But it's just me and Mike up there. And it's like, that's me performing on stage, but it's me and Mike. And he's like, don't worry, your time is coming. Just be patient. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then it's just like the different dreams, real talk, <laughs> different dreams like that. And it's like, for some reason, Mike has always been connected to my story. So I got to shout out to, you know, my birthday twin as well. Yeah. You know shout out to Mike, Shout man. out to Mike. Man, this is dope, man. I, I appreciate y'all for coming through, man. Thank, Thank you y'all for having for tapping us, brother, in for, real, for sure, man. man. Vakuland.com. Check it out. Yes, sir. Yo, man, leave y'all socials, man, so people want to get in contact with y'all. They'll be able to do that. Uh, Mine is underscore the J. Alexander show, Um, just like Chef J. Alexander. So you can find my food, uh, graphic design, and you might catch a snippet of Young L.A. Earhart on there. (laughs) Yeah. And as you said, L.A. Earhart, that's my social media all over. Um, Instagram, Twitter is at L.A., that's A. Double L A Y E A R H A R T. Make sure you follow the water company, Elis Water, E L I S S Water. Then we got Vaku, so that's at the Vaku Land, V A K U L A N D. Check us out. That's what's up. And w- when do you start the the fifteen hundred nothing uh, academy? When do you start that? August second. Okay. Yeah, so that's coming up real soon. That's dope, man. Yeah. Yo, man, thank y'all for tapping in, man. This has been the Tap In Podcast. We are out of here. Peace.